This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Good evening again. Welcome along. Um, a bit late. It's been a funny week. Um, we are doing the review show now. It's like every every week this week in uh, in this season. There's been some funny results. I mean, Arsenal losing. <sighs> what can I say? This is Let This Lie Die. It's the review show, and this is what you're watching. It's Time. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts.
Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. All right, welcome along. Uh-huh. As somebody a lot more knowledgeable about this game than me once said, it's a funny old game, isn't it? <laughs> Who would have thought Brendan Rodgers would still be in a job? <laughs> Not me. Uh, this is Lesson Till I Die TV. Thank you for watching. If you are on YouTube, if you're new, please do what it says just there. Give us a subscribe. And if you are listening on your favourite podcast platform, thank you for lending me your ears. This is where we are. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Broadcasting live worldwide. Some call him the Builder. Other people know him as Mr. Bristol. All I know is he's called Anthony. Good evening, sir. How are you? Welcome along. Yeah, not too bad, Chris. How are you? You all right? Well, no, well, I've been better. If we take the football out, I'm actually not too bad. Put the football in and it's like, oh, where's the pills? Oh, tell me about it. It was a, it was a disappointing weekend all round for, well, for my team and your team. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, unfortunately, we do have to talk about both those games. But yeah. we'll, we'll, we can maybe just, if we, if we leave those out, maybe people won't notice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it is a funny game, a funny season. We, and I said this last season. Yeah. But again, this season, there's some funny results popping up, isn't there? There is funny results, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, one of them stands out for me, which was a couple of weeks ago, was Leeds United beating Chelsea 3-0. Now, who would have yes. thought that? Yeah, I know. Exactly, exactly. Um, Spencer's in. Good evening, Spencer. How are you? He says, evening. I listened to the Tony Cotty interview today. Brilliant. Thank you very much, sir. That means a lot. Uh, he was a gentleman. He was a gentleman. He came straight on the show after... Um, uh, doing his Leicester City stint on LCFC.com. Uh, so it was very good of him. Uh, and this is the, oh, you know, when they always say there's like, you know, there's the, the nice twin and there's a horrible twin. Well, I'm pleased yeah. to say we've got the nice twin in as well. Richard, hello. How's you? <laughs> hello, and not seen you since Sunday. You've been in hibernation. Yeah, he's a Man United fan. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you're laughing all this now, Rich, and all that. I'll get my own back when we play you second game of the season. Into the season. I'm going to be honest with you. I lost out on that game because I thought you were going to trounce Man United. So there we go. Shows what I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I say, it it has been an extremely weird season. Um, But let's go. First of all, thank you very much, like I say, for joining us at at, at, at quite late uh, late notice. Uh, How can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at my name, Anthony Herbert. You can also find me on SVT TV. Obviously, coming on here as well and doing some shows as well to Leicester till I die. And you can find me on Football United TV. But you'll find me on Football United TV every Friday now because I am the new um, host of the Gunners from All Corners. And oh. that will be streaming Friday at nine o'clock, I believe. Friday's at nine. Well done, sir. Well done. 
Um, your link to your uh, Twitter is in the is in the description on YouTube, so people can follow you there. And I'm sure get get all your links. But I mean, let's start. And form goes out of the window in the Merseyside derby always. Um, but I would never. I mean, well done to Everton for getting the point. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I was actually. Um... I was actually in the pub watching this game and um, it was with a family. We sat down having a family meal and I had the screen literally in front of me where I was eating. So I thought, well, that, that's a bargain. Yes. And um, I was watching it. And to be honest with you, there weren't, there, there were spells of the game where, you know, there, there was a little bit of excitement, but most of it was um, a bit uh, flat, to be honest with you. Um, I, I mean, I can remember the, um, I can't remember who took the shot for Everton and they hit the, um, the, the, the upright of the bar uh, uh, and the post. Uh, I think, to be honest with you, Everton was unlucky in this game. Absolutely unlucky, because if that ball would have been in the back of the net, as we know, they would have won 1-0. They mm -hmm. put up a great, um, a great fight against Liverpool. Um, they, they were really well dis uh, defensively. Um, obviously, attacking, you know, once too bad as well. But there were times in the game where it was... It was flat, and then it pick up again, and then go back flat. So, but yeah, I mean, fair play to Everton. You can't you can't argue with that result at all. No, and I mean, we can't argue with anybody from our position as Leicester fans. Glad <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, they've, they've got it the hard way. They've got four points. They've got it the hard way with four draws in the last four games. But it's not been a good start for Liverpool. I mean, they're sat now in seventh. Um, they've got um, two wins, uh, three draws and a loss. Um, losing, as they did, I've got to be totally honest with you, and Richard like this, and I thought uh, an absolutely superb performance for Man United. But it, they're already, well, they are already sort of, well, uh, six points behind yourselves at the top of the table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I... I think it goes back up from, you know, if you stem back from the first game of the season, obviously when they had Fulham and um, they drew two all with that game, you know, and they, they, they were struggling a little bit, weren't they, to find their recent form. Um, their new striker uh, come in, took him a little bit, so just a little bit of time to, um, you know, find his feet in being welcomed to the Premier League and seeing what that was all about. Yeah. But yeah, they um they they they're, they're not doing that well this season. You most probably would have thought they would have been up in the top three at least. But yeah, I mean, at this minute of time, is is not too bad because it gives the um the teams that finished mid table and just below mid table last season are gradually either with them or just above them. So this is what makes this this season interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking here. I mean, Liverpool, nearly 60, well, just short of 61% possession. They absolutely, you know, dominated that. But as we know, yeah. it, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't win you games. Um, no, it doesn't, no. I mean, to be honest with you, Chris, I'm not really a... Um, I, I do look at possession and things like this and that, but I'm not really a stats uh, man, to be honest with you. But, I mean... I look at stats and stats didn't really it, stats didn't really win you a game. It's how you play on the day. You know, if your players are good, you're putting a hundred percent on the pitch. Um, that I, I'm all for that. But yeah, I mean, they, it was just their unlucky. They, they couldn't uh, win the game. It's like what I said with Everton as well. You 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 can't 
um, how they've been of recent form in that with Everton and compared how they was last season, just surviving relegation as well. Um, you can't argue with them in this game at all. So you've got to give Everton some credit. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a derby, and you yeah, know, and it's a derby as well. And anything can happen in a derby. It can, it can, as we as we as we both well know, you know. Yeah. Um, next game, I mean, you you, you mentioned before there that Leeds had <laughs> the shock result against Chelsea. I I hit them as finishing twentieth this season, so shows what I know. But five games. Drawn one, lost, drawn, lost. Um, and they've got Forest this weekend. Come on, Leeds. Uh, but Brentford, oh, well, again, a mixed start themselves. I mean, they had that great game against, Man- dare I say, sorry, Richard, Man United, where they beat Man United 4 0. Uh, but they then uh, they went to lots of Fulham. Again, mixed, mixed season for them. But my God, did they put Leeds to the sword 5 2. Oh, they did, yeah. I can remember when we were watching the um the football scores uh coming in on Saturday. And to be honest with you, I think it was Ivan Tony's I is that trick. I think it was what within the first thirty minutes of the game mm. there roundabouts. And um I just couldn't I just couldn't believe it, you know, Leeds doing, you know, obviously beating Chelsea as we know, and then coming here and uh, playing against Brentford and, and this happens. But it just proves that um, this Brentford team, you know, anybody that's playing Brentford this season, I mean, it's not exactly a walk in the park for these top teams. We were 2-0 up against them and they came back and and, and took a point, you know, off us. Yeah, I mean, um, and then, you know, it's just just the, the way they are. But I think with that manager they've got there... I think he's a good manager. Um, mm. He's got that team really sorted. They have bought, I think they've bought one, maybe two players in this season. I mean, obviously not extremely big of, of big value, but mm. I mean, look how they've gelled in, in the team um, pretty much straight away. They're playing well. So, I mean, all fairness, I mean, Brentford can go on and um, do different things, like, you know, but it'd be nice if they can get a good couple of decent players and actually go on a run. And get and most probably finish up there in that obviously in that top ten. So, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, fair play to them. If it, I will say one one more thing. If it wasn't for that Ivan Tony, um, I don't think they'd be as good. And the, the the key to Brentford is don't let him get injured. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Keep him injury yeah. free. You've got more chance of obviously winning games and gradually creeping up that table. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good evening to Terry, who's just popped in the chat. Um, I'm just showing what you said before about stats can can mean nothing in that game. Five two, you'd think it was pretty much all sort of one way traffic, but again, they had only thirty one percent possession. Did uh, yeah. <laughs> did Brentford um, and less shots, and um, they still managed to win five two, not missing Ericsson at all. No. No, they're not, no. And um, to be honest with you, um, nothing against Ericsson because he's a good player. And obviously what he went through in the uh, the, the Euros, is yeah. nice to come back in the Premier League and playing. Um, but it, it just proves that sometimes these um, players, um, when they leave a certain club, obviously like Christian Ericsson with Brentford, you thought they most probably struggled this season. But um, they've got off to a really good start, better than what they did last season. 
I mean, we lost to them open day of the season, uh, last season, Arsenal. We lost 2 0. But, I mean, yeah. compared to where they are in the trend last season to where they are now, I think they're pretty much above that. Um, Well, I think they're quite a few places above where they were last season. So, mm. yeah, no, I think they're having a good season. I think they've got a great manager and a great, yeah. great team spirit. I mean, you know, not bigging us up, but I mean, I, I would say almost you're possibly looking at the new Leicester. Um, yeah, you know, and they sat there comfy, sort of in eighth place. Um, won two games, drawn three, nine points. You can't moan at that start. Um, unfortunately, we do have to talk about this next team. Um, as much as I don't want to, because I think they're rats and they, they completely messed our pre season up, and that's Chelsea. Oh, absolutely. Well, to be honest with you, I think when a, when a club isn't wanting to sell a player, you do one of two things. For me, you either say, okay, you're not selling him and you walk away, or you say, right, what, you know, you, you put a, in the, our case, 8 million price tag on him, we will give you what you're asking. Not drag it out, drag it out, drag it out, as they did. Yeah, I, I to be honest with you, I mean, it was dragging out, it's... It... In all fairness, Chris, it reminds me of the um, the Tillemans deal uh, linked with Arsenal. You know that was that was a constant drag out, and I got to be honest with you, it was a bit of a balls up as well, wasn't it? In in all fairness, uh, thinking that we were going to get Tillemans by um, before the uh, the window finished. But well, the news come out today. Um, let me just get it up that that I saw um, that Liverpool. No, about about Arsenal. Um, oh, Arsenal pulled out a Yuri Tillman's deadline day transfer because they lost belief in the after contract Leicester star. You know that, that I don't, I don't know why because they were hanging around with that um, wanted to get that what his name Douglas Louise from Aston Villa, and they went into three separate bids and three times they turned the bid down and he and Villa even told Arsenal he's not for sale. But he's going, he's leaving, he's going on a free next season. So Arsenal thought, well, if we come in with a 25 million pound bid, we might, we most probably would get him. him. I honestly think you would have got him because we yeah. were all set up. But I mean, Nippon says here, friend of comes in just as we're talking Chelsea, the difference we paid the money. But you see, it didn't because why did as a, as a team like Arsenal, and I'll be honest with you, I thought when, uh, when you know they got rid of Abramovich, that the biggest cook in football had actually disappeared. But it looks like you've got another one because you're coming in, you don't care about other clubs, completely disrupt them and go like, yeah, you want 80, we'll, we'll, we'll give you 40. Well, fuck off. Now, now tell you what, we'll, we'll up it. We'll give, you four, we'll give you 50 now. Well, fuck off. We'll give you six. Yeah. Fuck off. I mean, how many times? And these big clubs, no, no, no disrespect, Nippon, but I, I really hope... I, it was a, it was a shame that they didn't actually sort of shut Chelsea down with Abramovich and just got rid of Abramovich. I, I mean, you you have no respect for other clubs, and that, well, that might be me sour grapes, you know. And, I, and I'll take that on board, you know. Uh, and it says, and in fairness to Arsenal, you just never came in with a with an offer. You weren't messing us about. No, no, he wasn't. I think to be honest with you, it was. No, but this though, 
you see all this in the limelight. It pings up on your phone. You hear it on Sky mm. Sports News and all this and that, that we've been in with Tillemans and all this and that. The way I look at it is with that David Louise, um, David Louise, uh, sorry, Douglas Louise, we, um, I, that was a plan A. The plan mm. B was Tillemans, but they, they went so strong with plan A, and what they didn't bother with was plan B. They shoved that aside, which was obviously Tillemans. Mm. So this is this is what I was saying. They should have went back to plan B and said, right, in that case, then we'll have Tillemans. Because Tillemans, I read that he was um it was 25 million, but he was gonna go low down his 18. But the other thing that I read also this week was Liverpool, they have put they've just put in an 18 million bid for Tillemans. If it gets accepted by Friday, th- by the end of this week, yeah, he will be a Liverpool player in January when that window opens. That's another thing I've read today. So this is this is what's happening, and you know, and yeah, yeah. I, 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 I and who, who knows? Who knows? I mean, um, at the moment, we, we you know, we we, we we could do with the money. <laughs> yeah. All I will say to Chelsea is good luck with uh, Fafana. Because in two years' time, when his real suit club that he wants to play for, and it depends which um, social media you go or how far you go back on his social media, his dream move at one point was Real Madrid. The next point was PSG, because he's his friend. So this dream move to Chelsea, yeah, in a couple of years, mate, when they come knocking for him, he'll do the shit on you as well. And I've got to yeah. say... Um, un- unlucky West Ham United in not uh, in not getting anything off Chelsea because again Chelsea they say they're in six but they've but they've, won- they've only won three of those games they've had a bit of a nifty start for all the money they've spent. Well, yeah, they have, and to be honest with you, this is this is actually the main game that I wanted to talk about was the uh, the Chelsea West Ham game, and to be honest with you, um, Chelsea was absolutely um, sorry West Ham was absolutely robbed. Um, that should have been a penalty, which obviously would have been most probably been a two-two draw. By the way, yeah. And yeah. I am going to say VAR balls up there. I've never been a, um, I've never liked VAR. Uh, I've I've got to put that out there and be honest with you, Chris. Mm-hmm. The other thing as well, I actually um, heard even Alan Shearer said that on Match of the Day. He said VAR. I, do you know what I think is going to be a time where VAR they're, they're just going to get rid of it because a part of it, to be honest with you. I think he's not good, and it's destroying the game. Yeah, I, I, I reckon it's honestly. I reckon it is, and the facts and the proof is in the pudding with this Chelsea and West Ham game. So you know, I just think they all get rid of that VAR and scrap it. I mean, because at the end of the day, who's got the final decision? Technically, is the referee, but apparently, you've got two people that's monitoring VAR, one saying one decision, the other one says another decision, you know, so if there, there's a clash between two people that's actually monitoring these videos and these, and, you know, obviously these replays, this is what the mockery is with VAR. So, in all fairness, the best thing to do is just to get rid of it. I mean, we used to talk at the end of every game, you would say the referee had a good game if you didn't talk about him. Yeah, and the referee made mistakes, and you were kind of, you know, as much at the time we we didn't really appreciate it, but you know, looking back, it was a human error, and if he got it, it was, wrong, yeah. he got it wrong. Um, the problem now is you have got 
a machine that is supposed to cut that out, still getting it wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, Nottingham Forest should not be in the Premier League if the VAR guy hadn't been licking whoever it was, uh, John Moss's ass for his last game of the seat. You know, he's ever going to ref. Yeah, you sh- you sh- you cannot have a. There's two things that I don't think you should do. You should never have a referee that supports or comes from the area of a particular team and he should not be refing that team. You know, that's right. If he's if he's a Leicester fan, he should never, you know, it's like um Kevin Friend is a Leicester fan, and I don't think he ever as as um I could be wrong, but he, he should not have uh, refed any Leicester games. And he's from Leicester, and because he's in Leicester, that again that should exclude him. We should not have referees judging their buddies week in, week out. It's like yeah. me, and it's like me being a builder and me coming around and going, ooh, yeah, Anthony, you know, that's a bit that's a bit of a dodgy thing you've done there, but yeah, it's all right, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll let it go. You know, you have building inspectors that come in that are completely independent. So the people that run VAR, and I've been shouting for this for ages, should be ex-players. And I know you're not going to get the likes of Wayne Rooney and those sort of players, but when you're talking League One, League Two, where they're not going to get a job in the media when they've left, you know. They understand football. How many referees have actually played the game at a level that's even League Two? I don't think there'll be one of them. You know, on the park on a Sunday, something like that, but they've not played it regularly. So you should have, as they'll look at that and go, well, yeah, I can understand why that's happened. So it's it's not intentional. So that's kind of that you, you can't have. It's mates judging mates. Yeah, it's it's just it's just wrong all round, really. I just feel mm. like you know the VAR should be gone. Like what you said, the referees. I mean, don't get me wrong; we're all human at the end of the day. We we, we all make mistakes, don't we? You know what I mean? Yeah. So if the referee makes it, depending on how bad the mistake is, if it's a certain flip, we could just let that go, can't we? Just tuck it underneath the carpet and he's done. If yeah. it's a real bad flip, then people um, are going to talk about it. But, I mean, it's like what you said as well. Um, referees that support uh, these teams, they should never be allowed to refer, uh, referee that game, um, their, their team that they support. Uh, I believe um, that happened uh, on the weekend as well. That was a no word of a lie. Um, I read that it was our game, the Arsenal-Man United game. The referee was uh, apparently he was a Man United um, fan. Like, you know, he's a, a yeah. real proper fan of Man United. So... But yeah, is uh, is is that? And you know, you're right, Chris. I do agree with everything you said there. So, yeah, I mean, James said here. Uh, well, first of all, he says, yeah, ex pros should get involved. Uh, Highfields, good evening, Highfields in the house. Use VAR to see if Pendens pushed out of the trap door yet. <laughs> oh, I wish, I wish. Um, what will happen is David Moyes, unfortunately, will get fined for his comments. Do you know what? Again, this is wrong, is referees should come out and be, if managers are, then referees should be coming out and being forced to face the camera straight after the match. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, anybody that can override a VAR decision, surely is going to be the referee. Mm. Surely. And, and we expect referees, like after that game, to come out and stand there 
are not criticised. We're not allowed to criticise the referees because oh no 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 they're they're, they're untouchables, you know. Oh. But yeah. you've got you've got to come out and do the PR bit. So why haven't referees? You know, you, I, you shouldn't be fine when you're saying to somebody, you've got to come out when you've just lost a game with a dodgy decision. You've got to come out and keep your cool and not say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so it get the referees out then and explain it. Because if a referee yeah. came in the old days out and then come out and said, you know what, I can't do anything about it now because the game's over. Yeah. But from where I was stood, this it looked to me like a penalty or it didn't look like a penalty, whatever. And maybe, I, you know, looking, I, I probably got it wrong, but at the time, and you would say, okay, you'd be a bit annoyed, but you kind of understand it, wouldn't you? That's right, yeah. And do, do you know what gets me? Is before VAR, everybody used to moon at the referee, yeah, right? And then you'd have the football manager, and what they do is get when they get up on their touchline, they're arguing with either the third or fourth official. Like we've all seen it, but now mm. VAR is still like VAR has come into the game. When a decision happens and it goes against them, and he feels like, well, hang on a second, I think that thing's wrong, and the referees agreeing with it, you still mm. see the manager on the touchline. He's still arguing with the third and fourth official. So, <laughs> yeah. you can't, I know, I know. The manager, the managers sometimes have only got themselves to blame. Uh, Diego's yeah. in. Hello, Diego. Mike up the refs. He says. I guess, would that make? I, I don't. Ah, I'd sooner, I'd sooner VAR be monitored by ex-players than miking up the ref. I, I really don't know whether that would would help us. I think no. I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it's an ideal, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I think they've got it in rugby, haven't they? I don't know, but, uh, but anyway, West Ham were unlucky. Chelsea should not have got the three points. Uh, no points. Um, certainly not. No, not no three points. Didn't go to Newcastle or Palace again. I got. I had a really bad week in the prediction league, and it was a Newcastle nil, Palace nil. And I think you got to stay with this one. Well done to Palace to go to Newcastle and come away because I don't think there's many clubs will do that this season. No, there's not. No, and I think I, I totally agree with what you just said. You have to give um, Crystal Palace some credit there. Obviously, I think um, Patrick Vieira, his tactics are spot on. Uh, he's the sort of uh, manager that says, right, well, in this game, I can't see us scoring. But if we don't score, they're not scoring. The opposition is not going to score. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And and all fairness, they've, they've done that. But um, i got to be honest with you. I, I watched a little bit of highlights on um, Match of the Day. And um, the, what I've seen of this game... I don't know if it was really a good game to be honest with you, Chris. No. I mean, obviously, I know it's nil-nil, but trouble is, though, you, you, we, I've seen quite a few nil-nils where it's been all right. It's been no goals, but there's been a bit of entertainment and that on the pitch. Um, I think with this game, I, I don't think there was a bit of entertainment on the on on that pitch. Sorry, so it was yeah. a dire. But it's it's what both teams deserve. A point at nil-nil, a point each. Move on to the next game. Yeah, Rich is in. Good evening, Rich. How the devil are you, sir? Hi, Rich. Um, James, again, Newcastle were robbed by VAR decision. Um, that goal should have stood. The Palace defender pushed the Newcastle attacker into their yeah. keeper. See, again, an ex-player would have looked at that and went, yeah, he's, he's, he's putting the fast one then. Yeah, because they yeah. know all the tricks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but as Diego says here, glad with the waypoint. 
Um, I can't lie. I think you will, because I think looking though, I mean, Newcastle, they've only won one, they've had four draws. So again, you know, there's a lot of teams in not getting off to the start that they I'm pleased because it means that not that all these teams aren't pulling away from, from those of us at the bottom. But um yeah. uh, it, it has been a funny one. But again, it, it was pretty much I think straight down. You know, the middle, it could have gone either way. Like you say, that goal probably should have stood. Um, and then we come to, well, all I can say is Bournemouth. I know I live just outside Bournemouth. Uh, I felt for you when Liverpool were going to go beat you 9-0. And in fairness, I wanted Liverpool to get a 10th goal because that would have broken Man United's record of winning 9-0 at home. And our record of winning 9-0 away would still have stood. Because obviously winning away is a lot harder than at home. But I just say, Nottingham Forest 2, Bournemouth 3. Bournemouth, I love you. <laughs> well, I've got to be honest with you. This was a shock because I think... Oh, what was it? Forest was winning, weren't they? They were 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. Two nil. Yeah, 2-0. Yeah, and then obviously Bournemouth came back and scored these three goals. Like just basically, they were just like the bloody blue. So... Mm. But then again, I look at this result there, well, Chris, and with them going 2 0 down to Forest and then coming back winning 3 2, maybe that one's too bad in sucking Scott Parker. Do you know what I mean? Well, I know it's I was surprised when he was sacked because I think, you know, it was like harsh because we all, everybody has a bad game. Well, you know, if you're yeah. Southampton, you, you get, you know, you get <laughs> a few games like that. But obviously, living down here, speaking to some of my mates who are Bournemouth fans, there's more going on with um, Scott Parker than just that one game. Um, I, I've i got, um, for me, Bournemouth to finish 19th. And that was not because they were Bournemouth. That was because of Scott Parker, because I don't think he's a Premier League manager. No. Um, uh, he didn't at Fulham. And, you know, he's maybe he's good in the championship, but he's not a, a, a player. But in a way of a way, in the way that um, Brendan Rodgers has been sneakily having a dig at the owners in every press conference he does, Scott Parker was doing the same, but not necessarily being just a sneaky. So yeah. it was, it was that was the excuse that the owners needed. Do you know what I mean? The owners was out there, right? We can get rid of him now. You know? yeah. So well done, Bournemouth. Um, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, I love you dearly. Um, but then again, it makes me think why Nottingham Forest lost because they're the only team that I know that actually signs 23 players yes. in a season. Now, how are they all going to gel? They're not going to know each other's style of playing it, not yet, in all this mm. and that. But, I mean, to be honest with you, I have watched a couple of their games and, and I've got to be honest with you, I think the best player that they've got out of the whole lot is the keeper on link from Man United, Henderson. Yeah. That's the best player that he got. I... I... I think that the, the reason I didn't have not as much as I hate them, I didn't have Nottingham Forest to go down. I thought they would stay up. Yeah. The biggest plus for Forest is the manager, Steve Cooper. He's a yeah. good manager, and I think he will go on a bit like Graham Potter, a couple of seasons, and I think he will then sort of move move to a bigger club. Yeah. Leicester, who knows? <laughs> but <laughs> when when I, and I didn't know this, but apparently the Nottingham Forest side that came up from the uh, championship by the playoffs, yeah. well, A, they were lucky because of, again, stupid VAR decisions, but there was a lot of lone players in there. 
it was literally the whole, you know, they had they had as many as they could have, if you like, so they had to. But 23 is a ridiculous number, you know. Yeah. It's like it's like you know letting a kid loose, a rich kid loose in a sweet shop. They go, darling, go and pick what you want. I'll have that and that and that and that and that. It was, yeah. Who's that little Briton? I want that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that that that, that was uh, that's Nottingham Forest in the transfer window. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't get it. I was many. You can buy too many, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, how they will stand with financial fair play, I do not know. But uh, well, that's what I was thinking about because mm. what, what wasn't it like? Um, I think they did that with Man City once, didn't they? Going back a few years ago, um, you know, they were they were signing a few players in that, and it was like um, with their wages as well. Um, they're on about um, I can't remember what it was now. With, with, they were either going to pay a fine or they were going to be like thrown out the Champions League or something yeah. like that, weren't they? If you yeah. remember, but they managed to get away with that, which uh, okay, fine. But I mean, regarding Forest, I, I would have thought at least what well, at least let's say realistically, maybe five or six players in this season, and then that would have been it. But yeah, <laughs> well, I mean. When it comes to FFP, when we come to sort of a certain game that was on played on the Sunday, um, yeah. remind me uh, because FFP has got a big, big shadow over my club at the moment, which is why it will explain a lot as to why things are what they are. Um, yeah. In, in, in that, uh, but yeah, um, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a, an interesting game. Um, when we win, you know, we host Forest in a couple of weeks, so that's going to be very, very interesting indeed. Um, Spurs. Now, I know you. I, I, I obviously I don't want to big Spurs up too much because you're an Arsenal fan, um, but not having the start, good start that you've had. But they seem to make hard work at this game against Fulham. They did, yeah. I mean, obviously the scoreline said it there. It was like, um, obviously it was two one. Oh, exactly. that, that is a fantastic answer from Terry. FFP does not apply to Forest. They've been out for so long, they don't have a count. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, sorry, carry on, sorry. Yeah, I mean, this scoreline 2-1, it was exactly the same scoreline as what we, uh, when we played against them, we beat Fulham 2-1. But, um, to be honest with you, I... I like this Fulham team. You know, I think they've got a good manager there. Um, their striker, um, obviously, he's getting the goals at the minute. You know, obviously, yeah. the, the, the goals are coming from somewhere and they're, they're coming from him. Uh, it's the same again, what I said against with Brentford. If anything happened to this player, like a, an injury, then yeah. Yeah. You, you think to yourself, where are the goals going to come from, from Fulham? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that um, signing the ex-Arsenal goalkeeper Leno that's helped them, you know, um, partly in goal. Um, they play, they, they play good football. Interesting. There are t- um, they signed Willian now, aren't they? The ex-Arsenal and yeah. Chelsea uh, midfielder. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think they're good. That they're very good at um, attacking and passing. You know, they they got that bit of flair, um, passion up front. Uh, where are sadly lacking uh, for them is just slightly in defence. You know that's mm. that, that's their only um their, their only problem. But you know apart from that, but it's like what I said. Sorry, it'll be interesting to see with Mitrovic. As you said, he's 
he didn't do have a brilliant time last time they were up here. So it's, it's, no, it's a big season for him. Yeah, yeah, this is all different. See, I mean, most probably sometimes it's like when players play for a team, you know, they get promoted to the Premier League and they don't, uh, they don't play as well. They get mm. relegated, have a season in the Championship. Then when they get promoted, their sort of mentality thinks, right, I, I didn't do this last time I'm in the Prem. I'm mm. going to, you know, try and do this. And and at the minute, he's doing it and he's working for him. So Unless um, for Norwich or or Watford, and you just carry on doing the same stupid things. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is, yeah. No, I, I take your point, but they've also got a better manager now, I think. As they yeah, they have, proper. yeah. I don't think it ain't Stock Parker. Parker, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a nice guy, and he speaks very highly. Yeah. I know when when, um, when we won it, he spoke very highly about us, but I just don't think he's a Premier League manager. The interesting thing with no. that match is, in the whole game, there's only one offside. I don't think I've ever seen a match where there's... Oh, no, there was three offside. Sorry, three. I thought it, I thought it said one. But, um, I mean, if we have a look, I mean, Tottenham, I thought they were really, really going to sort of... And I think they're not. They're only one point off, uh, but they've won four of the games. They've not lost any this season. So, um, And I think they've got a good manager in. And I think this is probably the best chance they've got. And you... You probably won't want to agree with me, but the best chance that they've got of actually winning something this season. That's Tottenham, yeah. I mean, if if, if it's not if if it's definitely not a trophy they're going to win, it's most probably a definitely um, top four in the league. Yeah, you know, yeah, I've I I got so, them. Yeah. In all fairness, I got them down for um, at the start of the season. I had them down as third um, with <laughs> Arsenal fourth and Man United fifth. You, you, you know, and me but, both. You and me both. I, I had Tottenham third. Don't ask me where I got Arsenal. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, I mean, to be honest with you, I think the, the, the signings have felt. I think he's having that elite manager is Conte. Yes. You know, I mean, he doesn't stand any messing around with players and this and that and the other. Um, the player seems to like him. They're playing well for him. You know. Um, that the, they're enjoying playing for him. They, they understand his tactics and his philosophy as well. So, mm. you know, I, I, I hate to say this, and I, I and even though I'm not keen on Tottenham Oscar, but, you know, I, I feel that this season, they, they, they'll have a good season this season. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, next game, I mean, again, shows what I know about football. I had Southampton to go down, and they've not had a bad start. And, um, credit to Ralph, he out another manager that out tactics Rogers. Uh, 2 1 down, sat there, knew it, knowing he could win the game, and he made the better uh, changes that, than, than Rogers did. Surprised to see them lose at Wolves because Wolves, they, they, I mean, they are actually well, they're, they're up in 14th, but they've only won one game again out of the six. They've got Liverpool mm -hmm. coming up next. They, they've, they've let some go. I mean, I can't believe they've let Connor Cody go, but. I think it's going to be a struggle for Wolves this season. Um, yeah, I can. I understand what you're saying. I I think Wolves now. I think you're talking around about. I, I think maybe around about twelve or fourteenth, maybe you know uh, mm -hmm. they, they, they might finish. Uh, the only plus side that Wolves has got in this team, Chris, is their midfield. Now, if you look at their midfield, the players that they've got and how they play well in their positions. You look at that midfield, you think that's what a top six team would have in their midfield. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, 
they haven't really got anything up front, haven't they? They haven't really got anybody scoring their goals um, that can score loads of goals. And it's like what you said, getting rid of Connor Cody, I mean, that's that's a problem in itself, isn't it, really? I mean, in the back there. And um, they've even sold Dendonka, haven't they, uh, to Aston Villa, mm-hmm. their other midfielder. Yeah. Which, to be honest with you, I thought was a good player because, you know, I've seen him a few times play. And he, you know, he's, he's a very good player on the ball. And with that DM, he, he does get stuck in and um, he's an all-rounder uh, on the pitch. But, yeah, I, I don't know if they've got problems like um, Wolves, um, like money boys, because they always seem to be selling these players um, for good, well, reasonable amount of money. But what if they do bring in players, it's not very... Dear, like you know what I'm saying, he's only around yes. about the 10 13 million pound mark. Mm. But, but yeah, I think I think the only plus, I mean, I mean, congratulations to them beating um Southampton 1 0. Um, but you know, he's uh, I, but I mean, Southampton is like a team with Southampton, they they've they 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 well, 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 yeah, yeah, if you want to put it that way, Chris, but uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. They, they they can pull um, a result out the bag when you don't at least expect it, you know. Yeah. So is I mean I mean fair play for them is I I put it down is because they got Ward Price there they've got um, a reasonably good manager there, mm. and um and and that's it basically you know. Yeah. But you know I mean but fair play to Wolves anyway so you know they got the win in that and um that's all they can do is just gradually pick up points throughout this season and just see where they can finish at the end. Yeah, um, we're just going to look at Manchester City away at Aston Villa, which was another shock result, and we will do that straight after this. Broadcasting live worldwide. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester till I die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Give me five from Leicester Till I Die TV. Join in as we look at the good, the bad, and even the ugly. Leicester City. The Leicester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Leicester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Leicester Till I Die shop at our website. It's very short when we look at the good about Leicester at the moment. Um, Villa, I mean... <laughs> the, well, I've called it this um, the sack derby at the weekend when it's Villa versus um, uh, Leicester. Um, Barry Glendinning, when I was talking to him on Talksport, he said that whoever loses that he thinks will get the sack. I don't think Gerard will go yet because I think they've invested a lot in Gerard, and it's his first full yeah. season. In fairness, um, yeah, but they, they are struggling. But well done, you know holding Manchester City to a draw. Well, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, fair play to them. It's like what you said, holding Man City to a draw. There were certain spares where Villa could have won this game, mind. Mm. You know, they, they, they had the, the, the chances was there to actually win the game. But obviously, they didn't take that chance. But, I mean, it would have been obviously better for Villa and more easier for uh, Steven Gerrard because everybody thinks that, you know, there's going to be a time where this, sometime this season he might get, you know, um, sacked. But it's, yeah. it's only on his record. I mean, you look at his record for Aston Phillips, the games he's uh, managed, won and drawn and lost, it doesn't look good, uh, to be honest with you. No. But no. Um, I, suppose, I suppose for the money they've spent as well, that's the thing. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, they have spent good money. They've kept um, they've kept a couple of players there that um, we thought was going to leave. Um, mm. Douglas Louise in one of them, being one of them. Um, I think there is he's trying to sort some problems out. But I think there was a problems between him and um, Tyring Mings month there. I think he yes. fixed him up yeah, he got him as, as captain. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, I think. Um, Stephen Jarrod is there. He's trying to, uh, but I, I quite like Minks, uh, to be honest with you. And, and you know, he's a reasonably good defender as well. So, uh, but I mean, what's going on between him and Stephen Jarrod, or, or you know, or in the back boardroom, maybe you know that it, it always picks up from there as well. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, they just they just got to put themselves um, out there and just play um, decent game of football. I mean, continue that they got as well. Um, obviously, because he's still there, he hasn't really been playing, or, or you know, and, and and that. So, I mean, he has. They have given him the chance to sign um, good players, mm. and you would have thought, with you know, someone being like Steven Gerrard now, he was in his Liverpool days and being a manager now, um, he most probably would attract um, reasonable good footballers. Like, do you know what I mean? From the top yeah. class and, and experienced ones as well. Like, you know, that that's known him for for a while. So. But yeah, he's. Um, I think they'd be fine, Villa. I think they'd be fine. Whether he's still going to be in a job, I don't know. But it's like what you said. This is really his fourth season, and yeah. people should look at it that way. Adjusted sometimes, give him a chance because everybody has a blip in life, don't they? Do you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, and unfortunately, this is his. James says here, Haaland already on 10 goals in the Premier League. He scored more on his own than we have as a team. And I think that kind of <laughs> says it all. But, I mean, I, I remember watching him in the um, Community Shield, you know, that pre-season friendly now. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, like, well, he's not impressing me at all. My God, he was saying no. Proper games, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He, it's exactly the same, Chris. I was watching that game in the community field, and he didn't really impress me. Mm. Uh, let me tell you. But I mean, obviously, it's like what you said. He most probably saved it for, uh, towards the Premier League. I mean, you look at it now. I mean, him and Haaland, ten goals in six games. Um, yeah. He's broken Aguero's record, hasn't he? Mm. Um, and also, how many people do you think they've? They've got him in his fantasy football team, you know, and that. So this is that's what I mean. I think everybody's I'm... just going to have him in, and yeah. just everybody will just be the same as you know, yeah, T ten Ruffles players, so they can get Harland in. But, that's right, yeah. yeah. But their favourites now, um, their fa Man City now are absolutely their favourites to win the Champions League, and with Haaland to be the highest goal scorer in the Champions League as wow. well. Wow. It's early days, and that might that might be a bit too early to say that. But uh, yeah, you know, he he's certainly he, he is the goal scorer that they uh, they've not had for a couple of seasons. But uh, but anyway, we will we'll forget Sunday. Nothing happened on Sunday. So Anthony, thank you very much for coming along. Yeah, it's like the time, Chris. I got get yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to go now. I've got to go, everybody. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't. We can't. No, Unfortunately, we can't. before we get in the first of the two games on Sunday, which was down on the south coast, let me just uh, tell you about this. Now, now that's what I call football. Give me five, Give me five with Leicester Till I Die TV. Yeah, BBC Sport. Go to the BBC website, uh, BBC 
.co.uk forward slash sport um, forward slash football teams forward slash Leicester City or just search BBC Leicester City. It's a lot quicker. And every Tuesday, um, there's, a, there's a lovely, lovely gentleman from Leicester Till I Die that writes every Tuesday for the BBC now, uh, Tuesday Talking Point. And um, I don't pick the headlines. I just write the, 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 the blog and the BBC sort of do a headline from that. And they've got here um, Taxi for Rogers. Um, he is, I've got to be honest with you, I, I was, I gave him the chance last season. He, um, you know, he, he had a lot of injuries. He got us to eighth and to a semi-final of a European Cup. But, you know, we've had the Chelsea dipping in and, and then, you know, will he won't in all that sort of trouble. We've got, you know, we're about to announce £199 million worth of losses. You know, our owners are in the travel business, you know, in the hotels and duty-free, been hit horrendously by COVID. Um, we're not broke, as a lot of people, you know, are going around saying we are not broke, but we've got to balance the books. Um, four teams, Manchester City... Uh, I believe Chelsea, West Ham and Leicester were very, very close to breaking UEFA FFP um, regulations last year in European competition. UEFA FFP rules are a lot more stringent than the Premier League's FFP rules. So we don't want to be in a position where we get into a... um, you know, into the European, and we suddenly get docked points or thrown out because of FFP. So our owners have got a couple of choices they can do. They can gamble like Leeds did a few years ago when they gambled on getting into Europe, didn't, and they were selling the players off for, like, next to nothing. Uh, Or they can try and balance the books. They're trying to balance the books. That said, this is the squad of players that, you know, last two seasons got to fifth. One was the FA Cup. One was the what was then called, obviously the, uh, the, the 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 Championship of England. You know, with the with the Community Shield. Mm. He's not getting. There is something fundamentally wrong that you can't just be a good manager by buying players and buying players unless you're a pep or a clock or those that sort of club with money. Um, He's got to do better with what he's got. Have, have you been have you been shocked by Leicester's start to the season? Um, well, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, compared to last season, and um, and all fairness, selling these players and and uh, you know, and it was slimy. It was like going up until round up. I think you didn't sign your first. Player until was it something like two days before the window shut? A couple, a, a few. We got we got Smithers. who was a free transfer on, yeah. um, but he was like third choice goalkeeper. It was something ridiculous. Yeah, um, it was on, it was on a free, and then we got the, this this fast this defender uh, who's supposed to be very good, and we got that on deadline day to replace for Farner, and now yeah. we're letting um, Soyuncu go, so we're still going to be. One down in in in, in the defence, yeah. But some of this though, I mean, I know you go FFP and stuff like this and that, and I actually googled um, what teams picked up for last season, 
And Leicester, just in the Premier League alone, and this is not like um, all other stuff and whatever, Leicester picked up, I think it was anywhere between, it was either 35 to 38 million. Now, that was just a flat budget. This wasn't including church sales. It wasn't including TV rights when they were in your, um, you know, Europa Conference when they were showing it on the live on the telly. It was, don't count any of that. But it was 35 or 38 million they picked up last season. Now, if you put everything else on top of that, right, it turned out that Leicester in total, I think they had around about, it wasn't far off of around about 60 million, I believe. Right. So that was one thing that I was looking into last um, for last season. And I thought, right, well, Leicester's got this for 60 million. Now they're moaning about. Um, money in one way but they've been but they've been selling their players so i mean obviously your defender how much did he get at chelsea for was it 80 million or 85 uh 70 70 with add-ons oh 70 with add-ons which will bring us around about 80 in it something like that about 75 76 i think yes. 76 right well okay then that's fine so you, you know you put that into the equation and all this and that but with the owner i know like it's like what you said um his company has got um, it was through COVID and all this and that, and it's through the travel um, business and that. But they said, um, let me put my light on a sec, Chris, because I, I was, think about, I was about to say, has electricity yeah. stopped in Bristol? <laughs> <has> it? <laughs> I told her to put 50p in a meter. Um, <laughs> hey, don't come looking at Leicester, we can't afford 50p. <laughs> but yeah, going back to what, what it was, I mean, yeah. with their business. That doesn't affect Leicester. That that should be that's a total different ball game as well. People always seem to think, oh right, well he's a multi billionaire. These people should put their hands in their pockets and they, then they should spend him in with the club. I do agree with that to a certain extent, but their own business is kept aside, and whatever Leicester picks up from the season before, this is what they spend for this season, and also for all the other um, Premier League teams and well, all the teams throughout the, the world basically. But it's like what I said. Uh, to be honest with you, I was very surprised that you didn't do a lot of business uh, regarding this. And um, people want Leicester fans want uh, Brendan Rodgers out. Um, I can understand that to a certain degree. But being an Arsenal <laughs> fan and wanting Arteta out so much, you've got to understand that. <laughs> well, yeah, you have. I do understand that. Yeah, but I think to myself, who is there? What manager is there around? Wow. I mean. People saying Graham Potter, you can't pick Graham Potter because at the minute he's doing things at Brighton. I don't think he would want to leave, you know. That's, know. that's one. The, the, this is the thing we've said, you know. I mean, I mean Graham Potter, and I've got to say, I've got to say this is that as bad as you know, we're, we're, we're taking all this time. Brighton did not win because we were bad. Brighton won because Brighton were good. Yeah. You know, and let, let's yeah. let's make that clear. Brighton were yeah. Brighton were excellent. Like when Arsenal played us, you know, you played us off the pitch. Brighton did much the same. It, it could have been six, seven, eight nil. It was embarrassing. Um, Graham Potter's not going to leave uh, Brighton. Ralph Lutonow probably won't want to leave Spurs. Um, Spurs. What I'm saying, Southampton. Um, yeah. Steve Cooper wouldn't want to probably leave Nottingham Forest at this point. He, you know, he wants to see how far he can go, and I get that. So That's those right. are the three managers that I would probably say. I mean, the Sun today, and it is the Sun, but it's owned by Sky, um, has been linking Potocino. We're the favourites to get Potocino, allegedly. 
Um, so, I don't... But would he, would he come, though? I mean... Well, this is it. And if he comes, he'll probably do what Angelotti did at Everton at the first sign of somebody else come knocking on the door. He would, he would possibly leave. Um, yeah. The thing, the thing you got. I mean, I've said, I said this in in the BBC. Looking at Martin O'Neill, Martin O'Neill didn't have any big games. You know, yeah. yes, I accept that Brendan Rodgers has done well while he's been here. Yes, he has. Ranieri won us the league, and we sacked him the following season, and we were only seventeenth yeah. then. We weren't bottom. Um, no. And uh, with Martin O'Neill, he got the best out of the players that he got. Now, if I say to you that Leicester, 10 of the squad that beat Southampton 9-0 a few seasons ago, 10 of that yeah. squad are still in the, were in the squad that lost 2-1 to them this season. Yeah, We're not even standing still. We're actually getting worse, you know. Yeah. The, you know, the manager, you know, he's playing un un unbelievable. You know, he's putting square pegs in round holes. Um, he doesn't have a bland B, but it looked like the players couldn't understand that he had a C, D, E and F and he was playing all four of them at the same time. He, he has got worse over the year. But, you know, he should be getting more out of these, the, the players because they're, they're good players. Has he lost the dressing room? Who knows? Um, I'm I think he has, Chris. I think he, I think he has lost the dressing room. Mm. Yeah, I think he has because I think it regards regarding him and the players. I can imagine Brendan Rodgers is a man that is um, he's he um, he doesn't like change. You know what I'm saying? He, he he's got a plan. He stick with it. Whether a player is going to turn around and say, "Well, look, Brendan, you you you, you I'm in the team. Thank you very much." You've got me out playing on the left, but I'm better on the right. Did you know what I'm saying? And that, and players is corresponding and all this and that. And maybe he needs to. If players have got problem with the manager, maybe the players should go in and have a word with him and say, "Well, why are you playing me in this position? Why don't you play me in that position? Why don't you play so and so behind him?" And you know, and and, and therefore, for, yeah. you know, we know we're better in these positions. You know, he's, Brendan Rodgers is sort of manager. He, he's, he's like, I don't care what you say. You, you, you're you're doing oh, a job. You're paid to do a job, and you go there. He's right? as stubborn as a, as a no disrespect as, as a as a female on the period. You know, he will not change his mind. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will not change his mind, and you cannot say anything to him. How do you my missus is old? <laughs> well, you're in a spare room, so I, I'm just... I am in a spare room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I I, I mean, whether he will have... How long he'll still be, I don't know. There's rumours are, And he isn't on telly, £10 million a year. I, I know that. Um, I, mm. You know, I had Rob Tanner, who writes The Athletic, on a show a few weeks ago. And he, yeah. he, whilst he wasn't prepared to tell me what he's on, which he, I understand, he did say there's no, he's not on anywhere near £10 million. No, I think he's got about six to get rid of him. But then, yeah, we will lose a hell of a lot more if we get relegated. But hey, I mean, we, you, you know. look at that. Arteta signed a three-year contract with us, and with yeah. that three-year contract with us, that's put his wages up now. I mean, I could tell you for a fact, Arteta is on six and a half million a year. Yeah. So well, you know, Brendan's Brendan's got to be roughly on around about that. I reckon. I would. I would guess so. I would guess so. Talking of Arteta, that leads me very nicely to the last game. Um, 
<laughs> but I do want to see Chris. I think that was a good win. That was a good win for Brighton. And I just want yes. to see um, McAllister. What the, the two goals he scored and that free kick. Yeah. Blimey, to make it five. I, I just want that. I'm not saying it's a rub that like more salt into the no, wounds no. or anything like that, but I just want to say it was it worked because I actually watched this game um at home. And in all fairness, I can see um I was watching your stream at the same time. And um the the I, I think it was just it, it, well, for me, if I was a Leicester fan, I think that most probably would have, you've got to say it, most probably would have sucked the life and soul out of you. Do you know what I mean? So it's, uh, when, 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 I mean, Richard says there, we're not getting Nigel Pearson back. Um, yeah. In fairness, love him to bits, but I'd have him back if he had Shakespeare and Walsh with him, because that was the, that was the team that worked for us. But, you know, one nil up after 50 seconds. Well, you couldn't have better, yeah. but... Well, that's right, yeah. But, but I mean, he's got that... Nigel Pearson. He's got Bristol City up until third now in the in the championship. Yeah, he, so... he, again, but he's another one that's very stubborn, you know. And yes, he is. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you you watch that when 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 we were in the Great Escape year, and we were at that bottom. Those players at Leicester at that time would have run through a minefield for Nigel Pearson. Yeah. They would have given their lives. This team won't, you know, no. and that 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 is the difference. But, and you've tried to put me off a couple of times there, but we're going to have to come to it, I'm afraid, uh, the last game of the weekend. And I have to be honest with you, I gave this as a, I predicted this as a 2-1 win to Arsenal. Yeah. Now, I know, I know in fairness, um, Steve Linitz won't and he never will. Uh, and Brad went for the draw, but I have been so impressed with Arsenal, and I had them as finishing fifth, I think it was, in, in yep. to them. Uh, I have been absolutely impressed. Watching that Arsenal team play us, and again, as bad as we were, there has to be a certain point, like with Brighton, where you sort of say, well, the opposition didn't let us play, and Arsenal played us off the pitch that day. You have made yeah. some excellent signings over the summer. Um, Arteta has done, to my mind, a brilliant job. I mean, I'm looking at it from the outside, obviously. You, you, mm. You'll tell me different in a minute, possibly, as an Arsenal fan. But what yeah. he's done is come in. He's got the troublemakers out. He's got the, the, the age of the squad down. He's brought some ex... I mean, Jesus, and what a signing, you know. Oh, um, yeah. You know, the owners have backed him and he's got you top of the league. And yeah. yet I am still hearing, after the Arsenal game, I was still hearing certain, and you know who they are, certain Arsenal supporters still moaning about him. I With you saying Arsenal supporters, I can most probably guess which one it was. Well, um, yeah, yeah, you probably can do. <laughs> um, and, I, and I said to him, I said, because I said, what have you got to complain about? You just beat us 4-2 and playing like boss. Ah, but his game plan wasn't very good. I'm like, for fuck's sake, what, what do you need? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't... You've got to be happy. I mean, all right, that, this game was, uh, was well, credit to Man United. You know, I, I watched... I didn't watch this game. 
I was trying yeah. to. I put I put my head in the oven after the uh, after the Brighton game. Brighton, I, yeah. I forgot it was electric, and um, I couldn't afford to kill myself. <laughs> You've got. I, I I watched the Man United Liverpool game, and again I got that wrong because I thought Liverpool were going to wipe the floor with them, and Man United played. You know they were they were bottom a couple of weeks. Well, in the bottom three a couple of weeks ago with no points and. They've turned it round, and Eric Van Tanhag. Oh, it's not going to last, possibly, and it's a long season. But I don't. I just. It was a one-off game, but you've got to say be so pleased with the way your season has started because I think Arsenal, whether you will challenge or not, but you could certainly maybe displace um, Liverpool as, as, as City's main challengers. Yeah, you can do. I mean, you, you compare Arsenal from last season. I mean, losing our first three games to Brentford, Chelsea and Man City, you know. Mm. And, um, you know, and we, we, we it was like three games or, or maybe four games of last season. And uh, we was, we, well, we were 20th. We were rock bottom. Like, yes. I'm not being funny, Chris, but I Leicester is now. Yeah, you yeah. Know? no, you were. I, I quote that. I do quote yeah. that, yes. And, um, the way I look at it is, oh, I know Man United won the game. There was certain issues. Um, I felt Arsenal played well in the first 60 minutes. Um, obviously, that by, by 60 minutes, the game was at one all. You know, mm. so we were thinking, right, hang on, we got back into this game. We had a goal disallowed. Uh, Martinelli scored the goal, but they said that the uh, the goal was disallowed because Odengar, I can't remember who he sort of gently, I'm going to use the word, Gently again, nudged, um, <laughs> yeah. and then the, then it got ruled out. So I mean, to me, I didn't. It, it was over a fifty-fifty whether you want to blow up. Uh, you know, if it was a a tackle, you, you know, like a foul yeah. or whatever. I personally didn't think it was. I'm, I people might think I'm being biased, but then I go on right the game, and that bloody McTominay, he, he literally. He, Grabbed one of our players. I think it may have been Jesus or someone like that. He's literally grabbed him from the waist, picked him up, and he shoved him down. Like the only move you see in that is in WWE wrestling. I right? got to agree one hundred percent. He was like that against Leicester. He is a dirty bugger. Yeah, and I I couldn't believe it. But it was like they looked, they turned round. He just turned round, looked at the referee, right, to say, "Well, what are you doing?" The referee's seen it, he's and he's gone play off. Literally mm. like that when he's like play off and he played off. So in all fairness, it makes me think. I, I don't think I don't think ours uh, was a foul. Um I think but if that second goal, um well the first goal we scored actually, I think if that was allowed and then obviously get scoring our second um our second goal, which was obviously from Saka, mm. I, I, I believe that score I don't think we would have lost that game. I, I think it would have been two-two to be honest with you, and that was the um, that was the scoreline I had down for that game was a two-two draw. I have to be honest that um, but, you know James was just saying Arsenal controlled the game, and again I know you don't like stats, but you had two-thirds of the possession, you had yeah. more shots, you had sixteen shots, and and I can't believe I'm looking at this when you've got players like Jesus in the team. You had sixteen shots, but only three on target. Why can't you do that yeah. when you played us? <laughs> Trouble is, though, I know what you're saying, but uh, do you know what that um that I could tell you the answer to that question uh, is the Man United centre back is Martinez. Yeah, 
Mm. I, I to, to be honest with you, what a defender he is. He's he's the same height as me, Chris. He's five foot nine. He's a centre back. His disadvantage is, is obviously in the air because he can't jump up high enough to win the ball, but he got Varane and other players around him that can do that. But the advantages that he's got is on the ground. Because you you watch his ball movement, it's it's like his tackles are timely, like superb. Like you know, superbly timed and all that, and his passing, he gets stuck in and all this and that. He is such a brilliant defender, and I tell you what, if a team, a real big team, comes in for him, they, they, that Man United have want at least a hundred million for him plus, because mm. he's he's young and he's 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 an absolute brilliant defender, and we were linked with him, and I wish we had him, and we could have bombed like Ben White, right? Mm. And the other, the other thing as well, I want to talk about Chris on this uh, on the discussion with Arsenal. It's I know that we're top of the league and all this and that, but I I look at it. Okay, fine, fair enough. We we we've won all our games. Um, the teams we played against, they scored against us. In I think I, I think we kept one clean sheet, and that was against Crystal Palace, right? So I look at it that way, but I look at it in another way. I don't think Arsenal was has been tested this season. This game, Man United, was the main tester for us. And I'm not saying it bad as in, like, you know, our tell out and, you know, and this and that. I just look at it and I, I don't think that Arsenal has been really tested this season until we are obviously... on. On Sunday's game, Man United, that was the main tester for us to see how we can play against these top teams. So, obviously, um, Man United, um, obviously, we've lost. My well, prediction was our... this season, yeah, you started off beating Palace 2 0 in the Friday game. Um, yeah. You then beat some team from the Midlands, don't know who it was, 4 2. Uh, you put three past yeah. Arsenal, two past Fulham, two past Villa. Three against Arsenal, uh, three against, um, sorry, you lost to Man United. But Man United, and I get it a little bit, I do get it a little bit, that, that Man United are the first big team, if you like, that you have lost to. Uh, yeah. And I could say that in, in the fact that I have said it about Leicester, is that, well, you know, we've played, we've played Arsenal, we've played Chelsea, we've played Man United, and we've got Tottenham the week after next. That's the four of the top six will have played in our first eight nine games, so it was never going yeah. to be an easy start for us. But you can still not necessarily have great success against the other top teams, but you can still have a good season overall because you weren't dropping points. You beat Aston Villa. Manchester City dropped points against Aston Villa. Well. Yeah, I, but it's like yeah, I said, I've got you. I've got you there. Yeah, you have, you have got you have got me there. You have got me there. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just the way I, how I look at things and see, and see things. You you know and and team, and I look at team, definitely yeah yeah and then I look at it. And I just feels like um we 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 haven't been tested until obviously we played Manchester United. So you you, you know I mean these teams that we've played we played against um they haven't done that great I mean obviously apart from I think Palace are are, are good but, um they I I think there's the only thing they're lacking Palace is a striker uh for me yeah. you know I mean someone that can get them goals 
Um, but you know, the, all all the other teams, you, you know, I mean that they're, they're either. I mean, not being funny, you've got Leicester that's not playing good, and people, you know, and Brendan Rodgers is not doing well. Mm. At the time when we played Villa, you could say the same thing thing about Steven Gerrard. Uh, we played. Um, we did we beat. Uh, we beat. We played Bournemouth, didn't we? Yeah. Beat Bournemouth. And um, look at that time with Scott Parker. They haven't really achieved anything, have they, Bournemouth? I think they will. I think they they'll be one of the teams going down this season. That's a fact, mm-hmm. you know. And, and the other and and the other teams as well. But I mean, to be honest with you, it's like what I said. Man United has bought in good players, and Tenag has actually he's changed this team. I mean, it did, uh, they didn't have a great start to this season, did they? Manchester United. They lost to Brighton, yeah, no, you know, and, um, yeah. and and Brentford. But um, like I said, is you know, but that they've they they're listening to him. I mean, it just take these things just take time. But you know, he's a new manager in this. But he's a manager. It don't take no messing around. Then had you don't take no messing. And sometimes it's but it's nice to have a manager like that. Yeah. You know, you find out if your players like you and if they got respect for you. And if they have, not would they only show it on the training pitch? They would actually show it out there on the pitch playing the game as well yes. and uh, and that's what man united's got yeah i'm just going to end with say that chelsea lost tonight in the um champions league to dinamo zagreb one nil and yeah their new second most expensive defender ever Fafana, got voted by the chelsea fans they gave him 3.2 as a part of the game, so Chelsea money well spent. Well spent. done, Chelsea. <laughs> What's that? Another Maguire, is it? <laughs> well, could well be, could well be. <laughs> Anthony, I was gonna say thank you. I'd say I appreciate the fact that you'd come on sort of very, uh, very late notice. So, do appreciate that. Let me just get rid of right. that. There we go. Appreciate that. Um, we've got Steve Leinitz, as I'm sure won't be giving you anything in his predictions at nine o'clock. Well, I thought that, but I will be watching. Fingers crossed, he might at least once he might go for an Arsenal win. Oh, no, he won't. You know he won't. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, thanks very much, mate. You see, your links are in the description below. Take yeah. care and uh, thanks for coming on. All the best, mate. That's all right, Chris. Thank you very much. Take care, buddy. Bye bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. Thanks to Anthony. Help me out. Great there coming on uh, and some great thoughts now. So we're going to be back at nine o'clock. Whoa, it's a quick turnaround, 40 minutes. And we will see you then with Brad and um, Steve Lennox. And uh, we'll be doing the prediction league. I'm not bottom anymore. I think that's more because Steve's back rather than me actually doing very well. (laughs) See you at nine o'clock. Take care, guys. Thanks for watching. And if you've been listening, thanks for lending me your ears. Good night. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. This week's episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time.
likes for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.